Do you have a game time in the hip hop? No, you dude. Do you feel like that the the PFL? We're talking about this before we went live here. Do you feel like that that's like similar to kind of watching the XFL, right? Because it's still football. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just yeah. there. It's just not the UFC. Right, right. And for people, we're we're talking about the PFL, the Professional Fight League, which is like a new league that's on like national TV, like ESPN, just like. There's no pay-per-view paywall to watch it. What I do like, though, they're struck. So it's kind of like the XFL. Their rules are a little different, but it might be something that the UFC might test out to where they have – there's a regular season, and your record determines your rankings, and they have a tournament for the champion. That's kind of sick. So I was like, dang. But so it's a lot – it seems it's not more fair in terms problem of – Problem with that, Finus. Problem with that is, let's say that you go you go into the tournament in the first round, you you fight some kid or whatnot, and what happens if you get a brutal fucking five round bout where the guy the winner's coming out with broken fucking ribs and a fucked up arm, but he still won the fight and he's got to advance, but he can't fight again for six months. How do yeah. you do a tournament that way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't know how long the. Uh how long in between fights is for the tournament. But they were saying, the guy was talking about they had the 12 knockouts. He was on, it's kind of like, it was kind of like an ultimate fighter, but like a lower level ultimate fighter or something that they had. And he was saying that it was a five, it's a five fight tournament. And it's all within like a weekend type shit. So, and he had, mm -hmm. this guy had won that tournament at this, to make it to the PFL kind of thing. So it's interesting because it's like, yeah, if you break a hand, like, what do you do? But yeah, I guess the problem with those, and you got Bellator too, but yeah. the problem with that is, is that those guys in PFL and Bellator, the first fucking opportunity that they get to go to the UFC, they're going to take it. Oh, yeah, right. For sure. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's not like college football. We get good college football because they have to fucking stay there for three years, right? Like the best yeah. can't leave for three years. Um, I'm sure there's always a way out of a fucking contract for the uh, for those Bellator and BFL fighters. So let's talk about this, Finus. I, I kind of alluded to it in the group message, and and maybe let's we we can talk about this as in sports in general. And uh, Charles Barkley was talking about it. And I think I agree with him. Do you think that teams can just turn it on? Oh, I saw that. Uh, that they're talking about. That's the best show on TV, by the way. It's not even close, man. Oh, after uh, what's the? I forget the name of the Inside the NBA. Inside, yeah, Inside the NBA. They yeah. they uh awards for it too. Everything. It's awesome. Oh yeah. But I yeah, after games, I'll just keep. I'll literally just keep it on to watch Inside the NBA after the game, just because they're it's entertaining. It's better than the game itself. Yeah, most of yeah, the time it's better than the game itself. <laughs> if it's on TNT, I don't care who's playing. I'm watching it because it's Inside the NBA. <laughs> Exactly. Literally. Um, that's a good <laughs> question because uh, I think more times than not, no. I don't think you – I don't think teams can. It just seems like that the only team that – or one of the only teams that could would be the Warriors, right? If yeah, there's a team that could that. turn it on, it right. would be the Warriors. Right. But they're but going up think... against Sacramento, bro. 
these cats have been playing like their lives were on the line for this whole season, right? Yeah. Just fucking scrappy, sprinting the floor, just fucking wanting to win every single game. And then you come with an almost, I don't want to say complacent, but I'm going to say complacent. Warriors team knows they're the best. They've been the best. Walking into that Lions den, bro, I, I still think it'll go seven. I think Warriors will win all their home games. I don't think that they'll lose a game at home, but I don't know, man. Like, it's not it's not surprising to me that the Warriors dropped the first two to the Kings. Oh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I think in general, no. I don't think you can. In certain situations, I think you can. Like, if the Bucks were about to play the Rockets, I don't think they won 20 games a season. Or a team like that, bottom the bottom totem pole team, then I think they can kind of just go in and then just turn it on to get the dub. I think it does depend who you play against. In the playoffs, no, no, no. I don't think you can. Maybe you could turn it on in a series, but I don't think you can turn it on and off game by game. No. no, no. So you're saying, like, if you're going to quote-unquote we'll, – we'll, it's kind of hard to define what we mean by turn it on, but, like, yeah. play well, play hard, right? Play, yeah. play with, with purpose. You need to make that switch, like, a little bit after the All-Star break or, like, three weeks before the playoffs or right. like four weeks right. before the playoffs, right? Leading, yeah, Rather leading than getting into the first the round. Actual, yeah. Right, leading up to the dance. That's what Holy I mean. fuck, I didn't know that that Suns game was on. Yeah, let's let's talk about that now. Because the, this is going to completely destroy the argument. Kawhi's just turning it on, which we knew he would, but Kawhi just turned it on game one. I guarantee he's going to drop another fucking 35 here. But is he, have we, is he just now turning it on? Because if you watch the Clippers leading up, Kawhi's been dropping quiet 35, 40 plus point games. Yeah, I mean, if there was anybody that was going to – if there's anybody in the league that's going to ruin this for Kevin Durant to just go to this stacked-ass team, it, he's playing them right now. It, yeah. It's Kawhi. That's Kawhi's job, bro. That is what he's known for is just ruining shit. Oh, yeah, when he was with Toronto. Uh-huh. Ruined it for I – mean, Ruined, ruined he, the heat he, with the Spurs. Yeah, with the Spurs. He, he – I think that year Toronto won, I think it changed – the dynamic of because it. it showed that you didn't need a super team at the time it was all about super teams warrior mm -hmm. miami uh was lebron at cleveland no no he was with miami because no no the went, went to with toronto yeah when toronto it was, won, it was, it, was LeBron. it probably was lebron's first year on the lakers it was first when year? he tore okay. his groin yeah okay 2019 so i get I, sometimes i get mixed up but it was yeah even, even then, it was it was all about super teams that you had to make to to win, quote unquote. And then mm -hmm. take a guy like that Toronto team. You, I don't think anybody would consider them a super team. And it showed that it could still hunt. No. And then that's when you have the Milwaukee Bucks making a run. I wouldn't consider that that team a super team either. Let's not act like let's not act like the KD didn't tear his Achilles and the fucking Quay Thompson didn't snap his ACL during that playoff run, though. No, I, but, I agree, but. They didn't win. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but that that asterisk has to be there. Tor no, there is no way Toronto's no. beating them with a healthy KD and Clay. No, no, there's not a I fucking. Ask, I don't ask for any any championship. I don't ask for because they still have to get through a plethora of other teams before even getting it, regardless of who they played and who wasn't playing. But since we're talking about Clippers, let's talk about this. 
I have to bring this up. So I cannot stand for the slander, but we're going to keep it. <laughs> you already know where I'm going. Russell Westbrook, game uh... Clippers versus Phoenix, had a very rough shooting day. Very rough, right? But defensively and distributing ball, my God, it, it blows my mind. Conversation with some of my friends. It's crazy how a guy can go three for 19. Terrible shooting. I will I will agree with that. That's not the argument. Terrible shooting. Just could not get it to drop. He was the reason Clippers won that first. He hey, he he the primary for the first half. Which I was like, that's a weird defensive matchup. If we're being, let's be honest. Westbrook is a great on-ball defender. He, his defense slacked with the Lakers, whatever, whatever. But in general, when you motivate him to play defense, he's a great on-ball defender. He held KD to zero points in the first half. I believe it's, there was one spin. He didn't take a shot attempt because Westbrook was clamps on that ass. Anyway, KD had zero points or just zero points versus Westbrook? I'm pretty, pretty sure. I don't even remember. I remember watching the commentators bring up the stats at the time, and, and they said he had no points. I don't think he. I don't. I think he didn't have a bucket. I don't remember specific because I don't want to get called out. I don't know, but I just know that he was clamps on KD, and at one point he didn't attempt a shot with Westbrook on him because Westbrook was in there, and he was all over offensive rebounds, steals. He had four blocks, and they were crucial blocks. Oh. Uh, he had over, I think he hit double-digit assists. I'm pretty sure. Like, it, I just want to state that we're gonna, we're gonna, if we're gonna call out Westbrook when he plays bad, we should <laughs> when he plays. I don't even want to say plays when he plays well. He didn't shoot well, but his defense and his presence in distributing the ball was fantastic. I think that's one of the reasons why they won. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I just still think that he's too much of a loose cannon. I get that that's – I mean, it's just the way he plays basketball. You either live with it or you don't. I like his role with the Clippers, though, because – I don't really see – what is his role with the Clippers? Same thing he was doing with the Lakers. No, I, to me, I see it – it's a little different to me because, one, he starts. He's not He's not coming off the bench, so he doesn't have to – he doesn't have to battle that mental battle of – Accepting coming off because that's still mess with you mentally. But yeah. even even though he is the corporal point guard, when you have obviously Paul George is hurt, but I also was I'm talking about in Jersey, he's been with the Clippers. He is he's not really they still want Russ to, to be Russ. They want him to be aggressive, get to the basket, but they're not pressuring him to be this because with the Lakers, they wanted they were trying to get him, they're having him stand in the corner. Like corner three pocket as a that's where you want to put your shooters. So on a drive, you can dish it out. But you got Westbrook there when we know he's not known for a three-point shooter. With the Clippers, he's their primary guard D. Like I feel like with the Clippers, his primary role is on a defensive standpoint at the guard mm-hmm. position. See, because when he gets the ball, a lot of the time he it, he's just it's just a it, it, it just looks different from when he was the Lakers. Yeah. So with the Lakers, he, even when he came off the bench, when he came off the bench, they expected him to drop 20-plus points because he was the primary scorer when he was coming off the bench. Like he was looked to be, okay, you're now you're our guy. Go get it. But that didn't fit for him. With the Clippers, it's, hey, if you got it, take it. 
But if not, no pressure. We got guys that can help. And Clippers have better perimeter shooting. So when Wurzburg does get in, he has no problem dishing it out. And he has guys around him that can actually knock down. That's why he's also doing better in, his, in the assist category. But there's still no reason, Finest. My problem is that there's no reason that he should have been taking 19 shots. He's not a 19-shot-a-game guy, right? If everything that you're saying is true, he should be – he should be he should be in that like nine to eleven range, right? We we would want him to go one for three from three pointers and like four four five and ten from the field, right? Like that's what he should be. He should be on ball defender, a distributor of the ball, and get the offense going. I don't need him taking nineteen shots in any any scenario, especially with the talent that he has around him. There's no reason he should be putting up nineteen shots. Well, we say that now because he just played bad shooting 19. We, I'm, I'm sure since he's been with the Clippers, we can go pull up different game logs, and I'm sure there's been games he's putting up close to 19 where he's performed a lot better. That's yeah, he, had that he, 140, he had that 140-point game. He had that 140-point game. I'm saying, like, he's always been a high-volume shot taker, though. Like, that's not like it's out of, his, out of the ordinator for his game. And most I know, but his game's got to evolve, though. It's got to evolve with where he's at. There, he he just caused another turnover on KD. Crazy. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I mean, the three point shots he takes, I, that's I'm completely against him taking threes at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm not upset at the mid range shots he takes because a lot of and with another thing with the Lakers, he was forcing a lot of these shots. We were like, "What are you doing?" With the Clippers, a lot of the shots he's taking, they're open three, they're open threes, which I, I don't agree with. Not three-point shoot, they'll take them. But they're open threes, or they're open mid-range pull-ups, open mid-range looks, or they're drives that he takes that he just misses, which is different. The Lakers, Lakers, he was forcing a ton of shots or taking these contested, terrible shots that you're like, terrible shot selection. His shot selections are better with the Clippers. It's just some games, he's just off on the shot. But that yeah. 19, that's not his normal game since he's been with the Clippers. That's an outlier. But it's just, you got to highlight the 3 for 19 if we're going to highlight him, him in that game. I'm going to highlight the 3 for 19. I'm going to keep it both ways. Sure, but, sure. You know what I'm saying? I just think that, I think that he needs to, if, I mean, what point is he fucking 2 of 10 and realizes that, hey, it's not my night shooting? As a well, basketball player, like, you're not Steph. You know you're not Steph, right? You know you're not these guys that are going to – you're not a dame that's just going to fucking shoot himself out of a bad shooting slot. That's just – and it's never been Westbrook, right? He's never been able to shoot himself out of shooting slots. No. Well – So, I mean, like – I would say point, never. At what point does your – what point does your basketball IQ – I mean, how old is he? He's got to be, what, 32, 31? 30, 34, 35. Yeah. At what point does his basketball IQ need to – take over from his just fucking almost what a, a honey badger he's like he's like a honey badger right just fucking just fucking go 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 right. attack 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 at what point does his basketball iq need to come in and say hey i have Kawhi leonard on my team that dropped 38 points with me taking 19 shots i wonder how many he would have dropped if i would have taken 12 right if Kawhi got those seven shots instead of i got those seven shots you know what i'm saying no. i just I don't know. I, it's like it's so frustrating with him, man, because it's he's he has 
great basketball IQ, and he also has the worst basketball IQ that I've ever seen on any player ever. Like, he knows how to distribute the ball. He knows how to draw in the defense and kick it out. He knows how to get to his move and get to his spot and then where everybody else is going to be. But he just doesn't fucking do it, man. Like, it drives me up the fucking wall, man. To play devil's advocate. First of all, you know, <laughs> you, know, you know the saying? Shooters gonna keep shooters keep shooting. Now he's I, not a shooter. He's not a shooter. I know it's coming. I knew, I knew exactly what's coming. But I do, I I he does know that when he's having a bad shooting day, shooting, yeah, shooting game. Do you does that mean you want him to not be aggressive? Because when he's having a bad shooting game, he still tries to get to the basket. Now he's just Sometimes they don't go in the basket because I think the three he had were at the basket. So, but with he still wanted to be aggressive because that's how he was able to draw the foul to get those crucial free throws late in the game. But I don't know. The problem is, fine is I think that a lot of his missed shots come from when he's at the basket. I think he misses a lot of layups compared to what was his stats. I bet you he didn't shoot more than four threes. I bet you he wasn't he wasn't out there trying to do that shit. No, he, he, does, uh, he does miss a lot of shots at the rim. I mean, that's that's what happens when you're challenging guys are seven feet and you're six foot four. But I I I'd rather have that stay aggressive and miss shots at the rim. I'd rather have that than the opposite where you just shoot yourself into depression. Because at least a bit sorry draw a foul. So he, he took nineteen shots versus the Suns. This is just his running total for his last game. Uh, 19, 19, 14, 12, 18, 8, 18, 11, 12, 13. So I guess he does have those games where he'll just decide 18 shots. He had, yeah. what, it, it, he, he does live with the, the Clippers. It looks like he lives in that 10 to 13, 13 shots. But he's just got to, he's 34, by the way. He's just got to fucking, he's got to realize when it's not his night, right? And it doesn't seem like that he does. I don't know. Hey, he's I got, got a question for you, Finus. He's got five points, though. What's up? I'm going to completely, completely get away from this. And this this topic, I don't know if it will get us into trouble, but I'm, I'm curious to know your, your thoughts on this. Yeah. You've seen the stats. I don't, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to give the exact percentages, but. I will say that they're higher. Men do not graduate college. At the, I'm sorry, women graduate college at a higher rate than men. Right, right. I've seen that, yes. Men commit suicide at a higher rate. Men are far right. more likely to have violent crime than a woman. 98% of all mass shooters are men. Uh, like 60% of, or I'm sorry, a much higher percent of men are put or use the uh what is it the 72 rule where they have to put you away for suicide or whatnot the the hospital 72 right. hour where the Thank hospital you, will take yeah. you and you're not allowed to leave yeah, something like that is used on men more often men are more likely to live with their parents after the age of 30 than women men are more likely not to be married than women why what do you think right because it's a problem if we, if we look at stats and all these stats are pointing and the one that really gets me is the violent crime and the su the violent crime, the suicides, and uh, uh, the the vi we'll just say the violent crime, suicides, and the mass shooters, right? That counts as violent crime. 
we see those stats as a society, right? And we right. accept that those stats are just because it's men, right? We don't look at those stats and see, say, hey, we have a problem with men in this country right now, right? And 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 in the world, right? It's two men talking, right? And and a lot of people will say it's the feminist agenda, right? It's the feminist agenda that's taken away from men that's causing men not to have purpose or whatever that's causing all these problems. Could that be a part of the problem? I don't know. Maybe. But as two men sitting here talking, what do you think is the the sole reason behind uh, an issue? And, and it's an it's an actual issue, right? Like it's a real thing. It's a real right. problem that's happening that nobody's really spending the time of day to think about. Why do you think it is? It's a great question. And Should I have saved this question for when we had Calvin and Mark on? Uh, I mean, we could bring it back up. Yeah, their opinions are, but I de- I think that it is. I think it's a problem because how it, I think it stems from society, and by that I, I to dig, dig into that I mean that you look at across the board generally. Obviously, there's some exceptions, there's outliers, and it varies person to person. But in general, in America. Men are always held to a higher standard for a lot of different things. When a, when there's a tragedy, women and children first. So it's like that. Uh, back in obviously 2023, it's a little more. We're a little. We have more knowledge. It's a little more progressive. But I'm talking in general. From, let's just say, I don't know. For the past couple hundred years, traditionally, men are supposed to not show emotion. Supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to cry. They're supposed to keep their feelings inside. And that builds up. Like, and they, a lot of this goes back to mental health, the suicide. You know, men, we're not supposed to, seeking help is a sign of weakness. Like, we're, mm-hmm. they're not taught as kids that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to show emotions. It's okay to reach out. So I think a lot of it stems from mental health and just that some. I don't know about the violent crime standpoint, but I know from the suicide and, and the mental health aspect, a lot of that just being held to a higher standard. And, and you know, when I believe the homeless pop, the majority of homeless population is men. Uh, a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the like, a lot of mili- a lot of men that uh, drug abusers are, which the whole drug and homeless thing can be, you know, it's a it's a whole another thing. Talk about why that people that come back from the military end up homeless because of lack of resources from getting acclimated to civilian lifestyles or not being able to get certain things in terms of uh, health health care or things like to that nature. And they end up either on the streets or trying to self-medicate their, their problems and end up either homeless or or in situations where they're at a disadvantage. It, I feel like it's so many things that is just stemmed upon either systematic problems or just how society views men and that in turns how we view ourselves because we're expected to be up here above everything else. When so what about so so take away the suicide, take away the the uh, men abuse drugs uh, at a much higher rate than women do. So take away those stats. What about men not graduating college as much as women, men living at home? after the age of 30, more than women at a very, very higher, at, at a much higher rate than women, uh, men uh, not uh, 
um, yeah, like like I'm drawing a blank on the last stat that I was going to bring up. But yeah, so men not graduating college, men living with their parents, men not getting married uh, at all higher rates than women. What about that, right? Because does that deal with mental illness? Um, I think it could play a factor. Um, I guess I could try to break it down one by each one. The The college one's interesting, right? Because based, the college one's interesting because you it's, it's so loaded, you know, because then there's the whole thing with the pay gap. When in, when in reality, the pay gap, I'm not saying it's a myth, but... It's a myth. It, but you still, there's a whole lot of things that go into it because women prefer different types of jobs than men. Men generally yeah. go for higher paying jobs than women in general. But also men will choose jobs that require higher, harder educations than some women. Um, the, the education, one, I, I don't know, maybe because men generally choose higher, uh, harder educations or there are more men pursuing higher degrees and higher educations, which are harder. Therefore, there's by the stats, you have more men that aren't graduating because they have to drop out or there might a lot of dropouts could be due to mental health, things like that. Or mm -hmm. I, It's tough. Um, what was the other one? Staying at home. I know the dating one. I can talk on the dating one. <laughs> I can talk on the dating one. Because as a, as a, as a middle, I guess I'm not middle aged. I'm young. I'm under thirty. As a 27 year old male, I can tell you the dating scene. It is tough. I think atrocious. Majority of the dating scene. I think has the problem is social media. Women expect these unrealistic lifestyles or these unrealistic expectations that they expect men to do. That's completely just not reality. They're seeing stuff on social media or from celebrities or you know people that are just in a completely different social class and think that a man that's uh, your normal or I don't want to say normal, but in your middle class working nine to five job, that, that's none of that. A lot of stuff's not realistic. They want this, they want that, they want this, and when they want that, a lot of them, they don't bring anything to the table. So not only are we the ones that are supposed to provide, we're supposed to provide, take care of them. If they want to have kids, we got to take care of them and the kids. We're supposed to do all this stuff while at the same time, not showing vulnerability. We got to stay strong for the families. We can't be weak. We can't show any, any signs of weakness. And that messes with you mentally because you got kids and a wife that look up to you and you can't show any weakness. Well, how are you? Who do you go to help? No one. And that's where the mental health comes in. But even before you get to all of that, it's just the expectations of how men are supposed to be so rich. Well, like, I don't know if you've seen those this real, but this guy interviewed women. He's like, what do you think the average income for... Uh, a male is or whatever, like the average income for a guy in his like 20, I think they're doing based off of age. Everybody was around the same age, so like 25 to 30. They were like 80K, 90K, whatever, whatever. It was like 30K, 40K. It's like, you yeah. have no real grip on reality. So when you get try to get into the dating scene, oh, no, it's just, I think that's part of it. And then I think another part is like me, where people that, if you're a man that's going for a higher education, it's going to take you a little longer to get into your career. So you might have, mm -hmm. if with, you know, I might, like if I wasn't in, if I was still in Tennessee, I'd still be living with my mom now and I'm 27. I'd still be living at home because I'm still in school trying to get to my career, but it's just going to take 
10 years from graduating high school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus some with two, two years to get associates or four years to get their bachelor's that, you know, they stop there, they get to the careers. By the time I graduate, they've already been working for five years, got their own house, you know, and got married, had kids by now, yada, yada. Well, I'm, I'm still a call, you know, I'm still trying to graduate college again. So I think relationship wise, that might some of those might be some some big factors into why that's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. I I I I don't know. I'd love to actually read like studies, credible studies, because I also have a thing with studies and how so, a lot of them are just straight bullshit. But I'd like to read some credible studies on why even the peer peer reviewed ones, huh? Even peer reviewed studies. Uh, it depends who's it depends who's reviewing them. Yeah, even peer, I mean, peer reviewers are a little more credible just because, you know, somebody has looked over their stuff, but you can go, you, I can write a paper and have it peer reviewed, but I just make sure that it's reviewed. I mean, it depends on the peer review, peer review process. Um, Obviously, uh -huh. it's obviously a little more credible, but, you know, these, these reviews that are paid for by certain people to be reviewed by very specific people, then obviously, you know, if I wanted mine to be if I wanted to fake my credibility, I'd write a paper and then have it reviewed by someone I know is the same, you know, the conflict of interest. Yeah, sure. But, but yeah, I would, I actually am interested to see why those numbers are like that. Because, and also growing, growing up, you know, 10 years ago, you would have thought that, I'm saying women aren't oppressed, but you would have thought that they had it bad in all categories. When in reality, it's really men statistically men that are suffering the most from all these different stats the most most more more men are incarcerated than women like you said all the stats that you brought up men suffer more from depression anxiety suicide incarceration violence not only mm -hmm. committing violent crimes but victims of violent crimes yeah all that yep. and at the why all these stats of men being the higher in statistic at the same time the craziest part is there's more women than men in America yeah. Can't yeah. even say right. You can't even use the well, there's just more men, so statistically it makes sense. But there's not, there's actually more women than men in the United States. I think in the world men are actually more, but in the United States, there's more women than men. So then you can't even use that as a counter argument because you statistically it should be the opposite if there's more women than men. But uh, I don't know. I think there's one of the that's a question for the ages for sure. Do you think that it do you think that it has to deal with our ability to find purpose? In life, do you think that men are having a harder time defining what the meaning in their life needs to be or the purpose in their life needs to be rather as opposed to women? Right? Uh, because yeah. and it's hard to speak on, right? It's hard to speak because we don't know what, right? Like, uh, what, the, the way that I look at it, finest, is, is religion, right? I'm not, I, I think that there's probably something out there that's greater than I am. Um, I, I'm, I would err on that side, but like a strict, like religious, like core belief, right? Like that there is a God that you're going to like go to hell. Like that's what I look at when I look at people, when they say what their beliefs are, right? Uh, it really like kind of get into it more. It's like your deepest belief that you hold as a person, I think that everybody holds is that you are an individual person, right? That your name is finest that you occupy this body and blah, blah, blah. Like that's the deepest belief that you hold. Um, and 
I feel, at least on men's side, and I can't speak for women, but I feel like that whatever that purpose in is for life, people get that, right? And they get that, that it's as that that purpose and that meaning is as deep as the belief that you have that you are an individual person, right? It's unwavering. It's never shaken. Like that is what you're here for. And I would say that based on the, the statistics and the numbers that women are finding, finding that answer to that question and holding it within themselves better than men are right now, right. or men's yeah. suicide rates wouldn't be up. Right. Or, uh, the violent crimes wouldn't be up or, you know, all this, that, and the other. Um, I don't know. I find it, I don't want to say fascinating, but it's a question that's kind of been lingering in my head because it does, it's, 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 it's a problem. And I don't know that we really treat it as a problem, right? right. And all the evidence is there. Everything points to that there is, that, I mean, when you have men going into schools and shooting up kids, right? Like there is a problem there. You can say that it's guns and you can say that whatever, like you can, you can point out that it's either this or it's that the whole thing is, is that it's a problem. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what's the cause of it. Right. It's like, it is when you have shit like that happen in a society and it's overwhelmingly based on one gender that gender is facing an issue, right? And right, it's something right. that needs to be answered. Something's up. And yeah, and nobody wants to answer it, right? And I don't know if it's because of the, I, I don't know. I don't want to point fingers. I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the answer to the question. I wish I knew, but I don't know. I kind of wish that it was uh, taken a little bit more seriously, maybe by. <laughs> I feel like the reason why it's not being talked about as much or more, I'm sure it's being talked about to an extent. I'm sure there's people out there that are work that like have jobs on dealing with problems like these. But I feel like the reason why it's not a big issue that's being, you know, talked about um, on a big larger scale is because it's turn it turns political. You know, anything yeah. that turns political, it be, anything that that's political, it's controversial. And whenever sure. it's controversial and you have a voice, depending on where you work, you can. Lose, you know, you can lose that voice because it's controversial political or because someone doesn't agree with your opinion, then you could potentially be fired. You know, you could be lose certain privileges or certain things that you have uh, be based on just that opinion where, you know, with the whole, you know, men are men are being oppressed. Saying that could be is literally controversial when it's like, you no, know, it's not my opinion. It's actually fact. I just talked about this earlier and I talked about this. I've talked about this a couple of times this week is 80% of this. And I, I'm kind of being funny, but not really 80% of the shit I say is facts. 10% uh -huh. me just joking around with my friends, just bullshitting. And the other 10 is my opinion. And my opinions are generally based on facts. Like, you know, whatever, but 80% of stuff I say is facts, just straight numbers, numbers, laws, definitions, straight facts. And for, and it's funny that the majority of the heated arguments I get, or over facts and not my opinions. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I brought, bring that up just to say, it's crazy how we could have a, let's say, I don't know, some random person watches this, or we were out having a conversation about how, you know, women in certain statistical categories aren't as dealing with as much or don't have as much of a problem with certain things as men. 
But because mm-hmm. it's a men-run world and men run this country and women are oppressed based on be- because of the men hold positions of power, which is true. Yeah. Power. So women are oppressed. But saying our opinions and our viewpoints, that could be very controversial. Luckily, we have a platform where we can't be canceled because I own the rights to all this stuff. And, you know, we're not on like CNN or we, we don't have nobody's backing us politically, which is why I love this. Yeah. We say whatever we want. It doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. You're just not going to watch the shit. But yeah. that's why I think the biggest gap between getting to the solution is that this has been made political, which is made controversial, and people don't want to touch that, um, touch controversial things or topics. Yeah, and I don't know why it's frustrating that it would be controversial in the first place, right? Like, right. that's that's really that's really the first, like, I, it's 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 hard to say, right? I don't like playing with these false narratives, and I don't like playing with hypotheticals. Um, but if if I were to set those stats, and it would have been women, women weren't graduating college, women weren't being. Uh, we're committing violent crimes. Women were all the mass shooters. Women's are committing suicide. I feel like it would be taken more seriously. Uh, I feel like that it would be acknowledged. It would be a, acknowledged on a main, on a mainstream, um, or, or uh, I guess a, a bigger scale than it is now for us, right? Right. Um, it's just frustrating. It's it's a problem, and. Nobody wants to talk about it, and then you can't talk about it because you fear that there's political ramification ramifications for talking about it, right? I'm sure that's why a lot of people that are in those powerful positions don't talk about it because there is the possibility that your words can get misconstrued, right? I'm not saying that we're not over here saying anything bad about women, right? We're just saying that for a certain gender – there are all these statistical categories that right. they are failing miserably at, right? Like, and by a large margin, it's not like that men are committing suicide at 62% and women are at 61%, right? It's like substantially different, huge, like statistical categories, right? And I think the argument with the suicide one is that men choose more violent ways to go out, right? Like, so like right. Use guns, guns and shit where right. women will uh, take like pills, pills and overdose and shit like that. Um, so I'm sure that there is, I'm sure that there's reasoning or there's reasoning behind all those stats, but I think that it's fair to say that with the culmination of all those stats that you can point out that there's a major problem happening. Do you think that it's, do you think that, do you think that there's not a male influence outside of the family on males, right? Like, cause like. Grade school, grade school, pretty much all your women, all your teacher are women, right? So, like, where where do you pull that coaches? from? You could get it from like coaches, right? Like, coaches would be a male the, influence on on young kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I mean, I, 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 and I don't I'm know. Sports, I, so you know, it's such a that would only count for such a small. Exactly. Thing. Uh, uh, I mean, it depends. Maybe uh, with extended family, aunt, uh, aunt, aunt, aunts uncles or grandpa uh-huh. maybe uh-huh. yeah because if you're like if you look at it like like you get you get a dad right and like if, if that dad doesn't exist right or the dad's a shitty dad or the dad's just not 
good at communicating with their their I guess their sons mm-hmm. on what it what the right way to go about being a man is right or and quote unquote what being a man is right or right. hell even being a fucking human being like um, you take that out of the picture then where are they gonna where are you gonna pull that from right and it's oh, like internet you know um, it, exactly and then like you look at the mainstream dads look at mainstream dads on television shows like they're usually fucking idiots right they're usually like the laughing stock or the butt of jokes or whatnot they're not taken as seriously they're not uh they're not like i guess i want to say powerful but strongly influenced like or i don't know the quote-unquote what a man's supposed to do right so i i don't know man like it's a multitude of problems and it's frustrating that nobody's talking about it and it's frustrating that it's 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 frustrating that if you do talk about it it seems like that you're starting that seems like if you do talk about it a lot of people look at it in the lens is that somehow you're talking shit about women right right yeah um i don't know it's a it's it's been on my mind i've been thinking about it a lot lately I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know what the solution for it is, and that's the frustrating part. And there's not one solution, right? It's a culmination no, of things. It's so. It's such a complex problem. But I think that the, I think you can. I think it's a a good way to narrow it down. I think that a broad thing is is that 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 men are having a, a harder time finding meaning in their life and purpose in their life, whereas women are able to find that at this time easier, right? They're able to. Because whatever they're doing is working. Whatever their purpose and meaning in life that they're finding, right? Because that's what drives you. That's what drives human beings is having the meaning, having the purpose. They're finding that answer to their question at a higher rate than men are right now by a large by a large margin. Yeah. And that's not women's fault, right? No, I mean, to their to their point, it's, you know, that's a good stat. Uh, that, you know, it's not a negative for women, you know? Yeah. Being able to find that uh, earliest is great. I don't know. That was a deep one, Mitch. <laughs> uh, you read finest. You read uh, books. You read books. I guess you really can't because you all you read is academic literature right now, huh? Like for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, I used to read books. I got like some books on string theories and black holes and stuff. And uh, I bought a book. I'm fascinated with the human body's ability to heal itself. I mean, like cellular regeneration and like the key to, to longevity. So I bought a book on how the, the brain can repair itself and repair its body if you, you know do it right um, and stuff like that. But I, I've gotten away from that since I got, basically since I started uh, here at UTSA because grad school's a beast. Yeah, I mean, I remember that in college. It's like, why am I going to read something else that's oh. not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. especially it's history majors. You get a fucking two chapters that are each 40 pages long that they expect for you to have read by the next class. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and read a book for fun after that, you know, because you're wasting time at that point, right? You're you're like, you're reading this and it's for fun, but it's like you should be reading other shit because that's what you're yeah. supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah, um, no, a lot of the information I take into YouTube now. So I watch like, me, I've been, YouTube stuff. I've been on YouTube, like a YouTube kick lately. Let me tell you, 
And I don't know, maybe you do audio books or something, but you got to I, I love books, right? I can do audio books now. As long as I can do other yeah. things, I can. That's that's what I'm used to doing. This book right here, this is the first oh, of I've three heard of books, that book. right? I've heard of okay. that book. This is one of the most incredible books I've ever read, right? It's it's when you think of history people, you think of a history uh, professor that specializes in like uh, maybe like World War II history or Roman history or Egyptian mm. history or right. a certain very small time period that they get experts on. What this guy is, is he's a history major out of uh, – or a history major, uh, uh, a history professor. He has his Ph.D. out of uh, uh, Jerusalem. He's a – I think it's the University of Jerusalem or something, Jerusalem University, whatever it is, like the, the head university in Jerusalem, right? And so his history is history of the human race, right? So like take away take away the Romans and all this stuff. He's like sitting here from, you know, whether you're religious or not, whatever, from 70,000 years ago when humans, you know, became conscious to looking at the stages that it took, right? So he looks at it and he's like, he looks at um, money, right? Money came about because it was no longer uh helpful for me to go and walk to the if i was a farmer and had lemons and wanted shoes for me to trade lemons for shoes right there was it was not there was no standardized currency for it right, right. so that's why money came about right and so uh one of the things he talks about is language progressed so fast uh because in the hunter and gatherer tribes uh it's fascinating that in the hunter and gatherer tribes gossip was important right like as stupid as gossip sounds uh and as lightly as we take it but it's human nature right we needed to gossip about each other so you knew who in your little tribe of you know 15 or 20 people who was up to some some shit right you need to be able to talk about those people behind their back and then figure out what you were going to do about why this guy's fucking up right and like the survival the whole survive Exactly. And so the whole concept of gossip was incredibly important for our, uh, I, I guess, for the evolution of language and speaking to each other, right? right? So that's that first book. The second book, I'm not going to pull it down from my bookshelf. It's called Homo Deus. And it's about uh, where we're going, right? And he looks at where we've been at and then where we're going and like artificial intelligence, what's going to, uh, what, what it's going to happen um when we start to like merge with machines and ai and all this stuff like because it's closer than we think it is and then this guy is his third book which is what i'm on right now which is 21 lessons for the 21st century and this one's fucking me up right now um i I just got done reading about his concept is that he says that uh over the past thousands and thousands of years we've been accustomed for our life to be the first 18 of your life years of your life or 18, 25 years, whatever is your learning period, right? This is where you learn your shit. And then you go to work, you take what you learned, you go to work and work, and then you retire, right? He's saying that with the way technology is going is that you're going to have more learning periods, right? So you're going to have, uh, we're going to have to maneuver as a society to where you learn for the first 18 years, then you do a job for 10 years and then you have to go back and learn something new for five years and then work for 10 years and then learn something new, right? So, like, our, their stages of life are going to start to get broken up. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're, we're, we're closer than people think. And we're closer than people realize to, like, how fast technology is going, right? But, I mean, chat GPT is just one little thing of it, right? 
Uh, I mean, technology is absolutely exploding and we get accustomed to it. But if you would have taken our parents back in the 90s and asked them to show them chat GPT, like even on one of those old ass screens where the computer would be talking to it, they would freak the fuck out, right? Now, now we're still freaking out a little bit over it. We're like, okay, that's strange. That's weird. But it's like, we've worked our way up to this point, right? With the series and the Alexas and all that shit to where now it's like not quite as unfathomable that yeah. I'm talking to a fucking computer program and it's writing intelligent sentences back to me that makes sense, right? So I think that I can't recommend, I needed to, to I, I came on plan to, to tell y'all about these books because y'all gotta fucking read them, man. Listen to the audio book, however you do it. Like it's important shit for you to know though. Um, yeah, I'll probably get the audio. Yeah, they're good shit, man. Sapiens was fucking insane. Homo Deus sent me into a depression, but yeah, it's all good, man. Speaking of that, Chat GPT, you saw where uh uh Joe Rogan had to Joe Rogan had to post about so somebody created a Chat GPT program. That it created a whole hour long Joe Rogan experience podcast. It was it wasn't it was just straight AI. No shit. Yeah, yeah. It, this was like recent, maybe this past week or a few days ago. There was that was like a big news. So Joe Rogan had to be like, hey, like put out a warning, like, yo, that's not me. It's ChatGPT. So like that's all AI. That and there was another big one where they took clips of Tom Brady interviews and kind of got like his personality put in the chat GPT and it produced an hour-long stand-up special by Tom quote-unquote Tom Brady AI and apparently I don't think it's been released but I was on a podcast of these comedians and one of the comedians buddies said that he saw the hour special he said it's actually like pretty good for it being all AI without like interesting human we're there man yeah, it's we're like, there. It's crazy, but yeah, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get some some money into this technology sector. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, find us. I got Taco Tuesday across the street, so I think that I'm about to go uh, go indulge. Taco Tuesday, seven ninety nine. All you can eat, bro. Ooh, wee. we're at. Some is it a mom and pop shop out there? Yeah, right across the street from me. All right, well, shit's gas, bro. Y'all heard it here <laughs> first. Door six from five with a deep one today from Mitch. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. We're out.